got it, folks. It's happening. The Jammerin' Podcast. Drink up, everybody. Drink up. Mm. Always fun. Always fun. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast, everybody. How's your week been? Hope you've had fun out there. Uh, Excuse me. Fuck, that's a bad way to start off the podcast. But I am dealing with hiccups, uh, so hopefully it doesn't affect the podcast too much. I usually get hiccups after like beer number 10 or 12 or something like that, but uh, for some reason it's kicked in early today, so we're just going to deal with it. We're just going to fucking fight our way through it. Hopefully it doesn't fuck up this podcast too much, Uh, but if it does... Whatever. You get what you get, folks. You get what you get. Anyway, it's been a beautiful week here, enjoying the summer holidays uh, here in Perth. Been pretty fucking fantastic. Obviously, there's been controversy going on here in Australia with fucking that tennis player that... Where is he from? The Serbian guy, fucking Djokovic. You know, he's unvaccinated and he tried to get into this country. How dare he? Um, it turns out there are medical exemptions if you've already had COVID and you've got all those natural antibodies, so you don't need a vaccine, so you should be allowed in any way, but they tried to fucking make an example of him and it's just lost in the courts. Um, so I guess Australia has to apologize to Mr. Djokovic, you know, whatever. No one cares about fucking tennis anyway. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's the world's best tennis player. If you think this guy is at risk of fucking dying from COVID, like, you've got some fucking news coming your way. It doesn't really fuck with, like, that level of athlete that much. But, I don't know, this guy's the healthiest guy in the world. You know, give him a fucking break. He's already had COVID. He's got better antibodies than the vaccine can fucking offer. Um, Because apparently, after a couple of months, the vaccine can't really offer anything. Right? That's why you need these booster shots, right? So, I don't know. If my maths are correct, we're going to need 27 boosters every year. Uh, according to whatever. Anyway, we just got fucking... We, we talk about this shit too much. We, we get into it a little bit later on. I got a bit of a weird episode for you guys. Fucking... I did have a guest booked, but um, I found out he can't really make it, so... We'll try and book uh, Bob Saget in for another episode, um, see how he's faring or whatever. Jokes, obviously, guys. Fucking horrible, horrible thing. I can't believe Bob Saget's dead. We don't really know why, but we all have our suspicions. He was a bit of a party animal. We get it. But, um, you know, he was a great comedian. And he was, you know, his friends were the best. He was fucking a lovable guy, you know, um... No one gave a shit about his fucking TV shows. Let's let's face it, you know, fucking Full House sucks. Uh, but him as a guy and as just a, a a friend of comedians and a friend to comedy in general, this guy was a fucking legend. Um, so yeah, if you got a drink with you, have a sip of it and toast uh, the great Bob Saget. You know, fucking rest in peace, brother. Um, never met you. Uh, never really had you on my radar to want to meet you. But I fucking really respect what the fuck you did in your life. So whatever. Um, I guess I'm doing the thing I hate where I'm pretending that dead people can still uh, access the internet. And therefore my condolences and thoughts and shit like that. Uh, which is bullshit. Fucking, we, we got to stop this as a society, guys. We got to stop tweeting fucking... RIP messages to the internet thinking that dead people can access it. I mean, that's a fucking, that's a pretty wild dream. And you never know. You never know how these cloud things fucking work. You know, maybe, maybe you might be able to, you know, spend the rest of your days uh, on the internet once you pass. Maybe that's just what heaven is, is just fucking lurking in the back corners of fucking Pornhub or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, it's been fine. It's been sunny as fuck around here in Perth. Been trying to be a bit useful around the house. I did some paving out the front for this area of my garden. I've got this weird tiered front garden, right? So my house is kind of sunk down from the street. And uh, so I've got, you know, a couple of garden bed tiers and a bit of a courtyard down out in the front and all that sort of shit. And um, when we bought the house, some of the garden was just a fucking mess. We've got some beautiful big trees, but we also had some just dead, massive shit 
um, you know, all old fucking uh, grass trees, which, you know, that's the correct way to say it is grass tree because black boy is apparently not the way to fucking describe a black male looking tree, but whatever. Um, so we cleared all that shit out and, you know, decided that these trees are beautiful. We've got to keep them. We've got to maybe put a tree swing up or whatever. So fucking I built like a wall, a retaining area. So made another tier as if three tiers in my front yard uh, wasn't enough. I made another one and I've paved it in an experimental method with this crazy paving. I'm going to see how it fucking works. But, um, but I'm sore. I, I'm not used to that sort of fucking, uh, that sort of labor. I try my hardest to avoid it. So when I have to do these fucking days work just, just for fun or for no fucking reason, it, uh, I don't know. I'm sore. And just, yeah, it takes me a couple of days to recover. So my, my legs are tight. I'm stretching them, trying to get one of those fucking mas massage guns onto it. You know, those things that sort of acts like a hammer drill for your joints. That's what I'm going with. Hopefully I'll be fine and able to actually finish it off in the next few days. We will see, guys. We'll see. Um, but, you know, it's just fucking when you own a house. It just, especially if you buy like an old fucking 70s house like I did. You never know what you're going to come up against or what needs improving. So your fucking priority list of renovations just keeps on, you know, rearranging itself based on your discoveries. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, whatever. It's still fun. Still really enjoy this neighborhood and enjoy this house and all that sort of stuff. I'm not moving out. I don't want to sell houses. I want to collect them. That's the fucking plan. That's like the fucking ultimate... Like retirement plan, right, guys? Fucking four greenhouses, one red hotel, full Monopoly style. Uh, anyway, that's what we're going for. So you never know. Maybe this year I'll try and buy something else. I want to buy some fucking uh, some serious rural riverside land somewhere down south or some shit. And, you know, start a bit of a fucking eco resort or something. That's, I don't know, just spitballing ideas here. I, I, I you know... I fucking hit my wife with these ideas every now and then. And she's just kind of freaking out like, hey, check it out. We can buy a fucking, like a, like a pizzeria downtown Northbridge. It's up for sale right now. It's fucking 150 grand or whatever. Fucking whatever. We make good pizzas. Let's, let's do that. She's just rolling her eyes at all these crazy ideas. What about a fucking, a Thai food truck or, you know, it's just fun to speculate on these stupid, stupid investment ideas. But every now and then, Something will stick. You know what I mean? You throw enough shit at the wall, some of it will stick. Anyway, uh, like I said, weird episode this uh, this week, guys. Um, Going to try and catch up with Curtis. So uh, Curtis will join us for a little bit. And we've got some new music to chat about. So don't want to waste too much time doing this fucking intro. Uh, we'll talk about the music on the other end of um, a little conversation with Curtis. Had to catch up with him, you know, over there stuck in Melbourne. Uh, can't get back to WA or anything like that. Um, our borders won't open till Feb 5th, um, no matter how vaxxed he is or anything like that. And even being double vaxxed, Curtis does have COVID at the moment, uh, we're pretty sure. If anyone's going to get it, it's going to be fucking Curtis that, you know, just it's just going to happen. It's just something that he seems to attract into his life, I reckon. Uh, but anyway, we'll, you'll hear all about it, guys. So, uh, yeah, let's just get into that now. Um, I'll chat to you guys on the other side of this convo with Curtis. You know, he's given us the update, what's going on in Melbourne. Um, uh, yeah, we haven't caught up with him this year. So even though I do chat to Curtis pretty much every single day, uh, he doesn't get to chime in on this podcast as much. So we chatted to him before Christmas. Yeah, let's see what happened in his life. Hey, guys. So, um, yeah. This is us uh, this is me chatting to Curtis, fucking on the other side of it. Uh, we'll get into our music reviews, all right, guys? Yeah. Ah. Get in. Recording is in progress, man. This yeah. meeting is being recorded by the host? That's no, true. No. That's true. And that host is me. All right. What up, Hi, Curtis? <laughs> like, well, all right. Uh, so I don't know what else I'll do on the intro of this podcast or anything like that, but <laughs> you haven't been on for the new year, but you joined us right at the end of last year. Uh, so yeah, yeah I guess uh, happy new I year did, to you. Yeah. It might be too late to be saying that sort of shit, but uh, whatever. 
Well, considering we were just chatting and hanging out, it probably is a bit late for that, but for, for the podcast's sake, yeah, man, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy I wish you Happy New Year, year um, on New Year's. So, That's yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so New Year's plans fell fell apart for you and you ended up just playing video games and I chimed in on the video call at some point and just fucking, I think I yeah, jumped in well, the pool was good, or something. Man. I mean, it was a good ring in the new year because I, you know, spent it with my fucking true homies, you know, like yourself and Ramsey and Adam was amongst it at some point, your brother and yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was good. I mean, it is what it is this year. Fucking no one could go out and do anything and yeah. I don't know. Did you come up with any resolutions or anything for for 2022? Uh, no, not really. I never bother with resolutions, man. It's just you, you're going to disappoint yourself. I mean, I've got personal goals, but that's kind of just shit that I you know barely stick to anyway. And yeah, just but try that's to the keep thing, in like, the back of my mind at all times anyway. So exactly, if, if the the fact that the calendar has changed is going to change you. Um, well, then you're never going to succeed anyway, right? Like, you've, you've got to just fucking yeah. be on that path anyway. So, like, if you're waiting to fucking New Year to start the new hobby, guess what? You already failed. You just start it. You just do it. You just live life. Like, I've had the same goals last mm. year if I was going to have this year. And it, it's it's all just based on, you know, not really goals. Just like, you know, I can do this better. Just I general do this better. sort of growth and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. I mean, I I joined a gym what two two three weeks maybe before New Year's, and I remember telling you that, and you're like, "Man, you're supposed to wait until after New Year's, you know?" The resolution. I'm like, "Nah, fuck. I've been wanting to do exactly. this for a while. It's like I'm just going to go and fucking do it when I've got the time." And I did. So. Yeah, no, no. I was mainly concerned because you signed up and you're going to get into it for those first couple of weeks, and then January first is going to hit, and you're going to hate it because there's a whole bunch of fucking newbies at the gym that you've just sort of <laughs> acquainted yourself with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. That, that kind of wasn't the case. I mean, the place I'm going to now, it is a, it's a health club, air quotes there, you know. So it's 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 a bit fancier, it's a bit more expensive. And I kind of had to commit to the three months where I'm paying, you know, like a direct debit out of my account, 100 bucks every two weeks. So to get the most out of it, I'm going to have to go. But, you know, it motivates me because there is shit there, like the spa, the sauna. There's even fucking like rock climbing and shit, you know. So hopefully it motivates me to fucking get off my ass and, yeah, we'll work out a bit. Yeah, well, good for you, man. Like, I mean, it's always better joining <laughs> Thanks, like bro. a... <laughs> it's always good joining like a health club that has like a, a higher barrier to entry than anything else because you can start looking down on people. You can start questioning oh, whether exactly. or not they're... You know, you start racially profiling people, just like you shouldn't be here, all that sort of stuff, which I know you love. I know that's one of the big, big highlights of this uh, new gym for you. Oh, of course. <laughs> but now, to be honest, it's it's more like not about just wanting to go and work out and get fit and whatever, be a fucking stud because you know I've kind of got those qualities already. I'm I'm more of a fan of just like having something to do. And so I wanted to join this place in the city to force myself to like ride my bike more, my motorbike, so I can, you know, pull up right in front of the building. And it's the whole experience of being there. You know, you can work out for a bit, but it's like, ah, not feeling it. I'll just fucking jump in the spa, maybe swim some laps. You know, like it's a thing. Like you, you're doing something, you're getting out and enjoying yourself, you know. You got to be As careful, man. If you start, um, you start getting too jacked, you're going to start riding that motorcycle with no shirt on. And that's dangerous. <laughs> well, the last few months actually was the first time that I rode my Harley just in a t-shirt. Now, usually I'd always put my fucking motorbike jacket on, you know. Yeah. But with the hot months, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going out in a t-shirt," and it's a good feeling. It's a game changer. <laughs> you feel nervous at all doing that? Nah, nah, man. I mean, the bike is intimidating sometimes, like you kind of get a bit nervous just jumping on going for a ride regardless of what you're doing and you know the whether you're wearing the jacket or not but the more you ride it the more confident you get on it and it just becomes pure fun after a while you know and you start to push the limits a little bit and yeah yeah you know maybe you shouldn't but it's, yeah well it's that's just fun. because of the amount of alcohol you've drunk before you go riding that you start pushing those limits curtis I know you. Oh, you got to loosen up a bit, mate. <laughs> it's 
It's like, it's like with most sports, nah, man. Just after, after after a few, you do loosen up a little bit and you do ride a little bit better, you know? Related yeah, to snowboarding well, or, or skateboarding, things that I'm used to. Like, yeah, definitely after a few drinks, you, you're going to go a little harder. You're well, do a I, th- bit better. I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely arguable. And some people will say, you know, you might think you're, you're riding or skating or boarding better, but... That's just because of, you know the sensory bullshit because of alcohol, but yeah, your inhibitions. I mean, are as, yeah, but coming from someone who does sort of drink a lot, I mean, it does kind of it puts me more in the mood to the point where I, you know, I've, I'm not thinking about external things more. I'm kind of more focused on what I'm doing and trying to enjoy it more and just kind of more with the flow and and feel of uh, what's going on as opposed to being in my head like overthinking shit that's going on you know? yeah and that shit can be dangerous man like you can you yeah. know you have your little little anxiety attack at the traffic lights and fucking you're dead you know yeah well that's an extreme <laughs> yes but you know it could happen it's definitely happened before man definitely like yeah. everybody oh, who knows like yeah. the most dangerous drivers on the road are fucking shit drivers right and no, it's the same yeah, with the bi- yeah. biking community and they're normally shit because they're nervous wrecks like l platers fucking suck because they're just like mm. they're overthinking the shit out of it or whatever or asian people doing their fucking computations because let's face it they compute everything they say <laughs> you know and so that was, that's, that's what makes them dangerous you know it's not yeah, their lack of yeah. vision or anything like that i don't know what it is but you know it's one yeah, of those you fucking stereotypes just, you, that like you cannot mm. get away from with asian drivers you just can't get away from it like I still play oh. the game to this day. If I see a terrible driver on the road going 20 under the speed limit or some bullshit, like fucking yeah. changing lanes without indicating, like you play that game. Like, is it an old person or an Asian? Like it's and hundred percent it of the time, hundred <laughs> percent of the time, it's one of those two or both. Right. And when it's both, you just like, or fuck, the I'm triple threat, the old Asian woman. Oh, oh, that's I, I didn't bring gender into it. Sorry to Jesus all the old Asian Christ. women uh, out there listening. Yeah, but you just fucking give up your license. It was a joke. It over. was a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a joke until you realize they actually suck at driving. But you know, well, the it stereotypes is what it is. Uh, they exist for a reason. I didn't make and them yeah, up. They man. Are I didn't make them up. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah, don't come at me. Anyway, it's it's a new year. I um I uh, I listened to a, a little bit of the last episode of the, of the podcast that I put out. It's like holy fuck, there's a bunch of beats I was supposed to hit. There's some things that I wanted to talk about or whatever, but I felt fucking foggy minded because it was the day after I I'd got my my vaccine, right? So, uh. it just, so it just felt like a weird episode where it kind of just was in a bit of a haze. I just I knew I had to put it out. Just fucking start of the new year. I want to you know I'd already taken a week off, all that sort of shit. So I, 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 yeah, I want to apologize to, to the folks out there that like, yeah, I understand that was a bit of a fucking rusty episode. I will get better. That is one of my goals for, for 20, <laughs> that's my goals just in life, just to get better. But um, it fucking, yeah, it, it did hit me. Did you have any side effects from you getting the jab? So, so to bring the folks up to speed, um, Curtis and I have talked about uh, vaccines and all this mandate bullshit. We're fucking really against the mandate sort of shit. The vaccine, yeah. you know, whatever. I'd like to have time to decide. We'd like to figure it out, you know, whatever. But anyway, so Curtis is is double de- double dose vaxxed. You know, booster yet? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was once referred to as fully vaxxed, but I don't think that's the case anymore. It's going to change. Have to get three, four, five, six. Who knows? But yeah, per year, you'll probably have to get that. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I want to wanted to check in with you because now it, it seems like you've got COVID. Maybe pending I do. test results. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pending test results. But all signs point to the fact that I think I've got Omicron at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a throaty thing. Like you're kind of feeling like lethargic yeah. and low of energy and all that shit. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that's pretty much the the whole main gist of it is having the weird throat thing which i haven't really experienced before it's all feels swollen and lumpy and my throat feels disgusting it's not really sore but it feels weird and yeah just and on top of that just the feeling sort of weak in general in the muscles and tired and but to be honest it's hasn't been as bad as even like the common cold to be honest like I, but yeah. you know well you know, i don't know what it is it could be Omicron or your your throat might have developed hemorrhoids. Who knows? It could be anything. Yeah, well, I'm sh- that's a thing. Pending, pending the results. 
right? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But, but what I wanted to ask you, like, so life now as a double vaxxed person in Melbourne, um, what's going on? Like, does it does it give you more freedom? Is it worth it? You know, because I, I understand you were getting locked out of your, in Melbourne. Yeah, is it worth? Um, like, were you getting locked out of pubs and clubs and stuff before? Like, what were the rules well, on being vaccinated? Is it worth it? Yeah. Well, essentially, you, if you want to be a part of society here in Melbourne, you need to be double vaxxed. You can't do anything without it. Um, I mean, you might be able to go to the supermarket. I'm not even sure if that's technically a rule, but you have to check into the supermarket using the Service Vic app, and that shows your vaccination status. Um, but yeah, if I wasn't, if I didn't have my vaccine passport, I would have had the most boring fucking holidays ever. The last fucking probably when did it come in maybe four or five months ago would have sucked you know i couldn't have done anything anything enjoyable anyway so any sort of recreational so so. as as a you know an intelligent person and someone that just sort of you know can see bullshit when they see it and all that sort of stuff as you are um oh thanks man yeah i I wanted to ask you things you've ever said to me (laughs) (laughs) i'm buttering you up man i'm about to slam you (laughs) but uh what, what i was thinking is um because these uh, vaccine mandates uh, have been here for work and stuff like that for the last month or so, but we've only just introduced them last week um, for going out and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're still a state that has, like, fuck all COVID cases. We're not going out of control yeah. like New South Wales or Victoria over there with you. And we're still brought in these the uh, pretty harsh sort of uh, vaccine passport requirements to get certain places right so most of the places are absolutely fine but if if it's a venue over 500 people it it's required that you have to show proof of double dose vaccine um if it's an outdoor sporting event over 500 people anything like that um for some reason also if you're open over midnight so this is where like if i start explaining these these rules you start seeing flaws in the logic so of course they're completely arbitrary man and ridiculous so i i I was gonna ask you what kind of blatant hypocrisies do you see over there in melbourne because we're starting to see a bunch over here in the west well i mean i wouldn't say there's as many hypocrisies here because here it's just a blanket rule you kind of just need to show your vaccine passport to get in anywhere regardless so there's not as many sort of ridiculousness when it comes to like oh you don't need it if you know you close at 11 30 and not midnight and you know those little rules don't really exist here because it's kind of just a blanket rule here is basically what i'm saying and and that like as as much as it's fucked up um it seems like that makes more sense because over here they're saying like if the venue has a capacity for over 500 people you need proof of Mm. vaccine to, to, to get in or whatever right um, kind of sounds pretty fucked up to me. Uh, but then again, if a, there's a smaller place, but it happens to be open after midnight, they need it. So yeah, yeah. That's COVID, ridiculous. Like, like the, the requirement doesn't matter if there's 10 people in this venue right up until 11.59. As soon as it ticks over to midnight, shit, now it's, it's at risk, right? And so that sort of stuff doesn't make sense. And like normally to me, like, so you could have a venue that um, its capacity is 400 people. So you don't need to, you don't need mm. any of that sort of stuff going on, right? You don't need to hire the extra security or any of that sort of shit, right? Yeah. And you might be packed out, but if your venue has a capacity for five hundred, but there happens to only be thirty people there, you need it for them, right? Yeah. And, but but, but the density doesn't make sense. And how's this for fucking blatant hypocrisy? Just today or yesterday or something like that. So we had that rule of 500 people capacity for big sporting events, whatever. A fucking a big yeah. um, women's AFL match or some big footy match was going on yesterday. And there were 6,000 yeah. people going. Last minute, health advice changed that they don't need it for that one fucking sporting event oh so they God. didn't need the passports so for that ridiculous. just like what the fuck like my suspicions are is that the health minister or whatever the fuck just like isn't vaccinated or has some family that isn't vaccinated and wanted to go to the game so like literally no, i think he's probably you know, weighing up the amount of money he's going to make off tourism and the whole economic situation within the state and 
shit like money that. is tied up it, it too all comes much down to money this. yeah 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 and, and it's crazy that that's just like the assumption like it, it is it for our health or not like it it doesn't really make a lot mm. of sense to me and then the hypocrisy is was... just right man yeah, what I found was the most hilarious was the new rules that came in for WA that specifically banned the act of dancing. It didn't mention yeah. in what way, you know, it's or just any like context, yeah. dancing, dancing, dancing is banned. Yeah. And that is it, you know, it's like, what if you're in a venue with five people, you're all fucking separated, you're dancing by yourself? No. Nope. Dancing's banned. Didn't you see the rules here? You know, it's like, come on, this is so I know. ridiculous. And, it's insane. and they brought that in just before New Year's Eve as well, which was fucking hilarious. And they, it was um, hilarious to me. I would have been pissed if I was in Perth, but. Oh, dude, yeah. it gets worse. Like, they tried to do that in the past. And, like, again, with the hypocrisy, it was sort of like, yeah, dancing's banned, all that sort of shit. But, like, you know what? Not at weddings. COVID doesn't really yeah, like weddings. Exactly. So, so you, yeah. you, you can do it there, whatever. It's just like. And then they keep on telling us just to do the right set, uh, right thing and use common sense, right? Just do the right thing and use common sense. And mm. you're like, common sense dictates that your rules are bullshit. So what do yeah. I do now? Do I obey them? Because common sense says no. So I, oh, it's just common exactly. sense just to trust everything I say. It's like, ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so you're feeling all right yeah, from Omicron. You're not going to die from it, you know? That's kind no, of one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, just in case you go the way of fucking Bob Saget and just die on us <laughs> overnight. Like, that's crazy, hey? I can't believe that uh, shit, right? Oh, poor Saget. Yeah, All right, rest in peace, Bob Saget. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of his stand-up, but I loved him as a person. He made me laugh. Mm. He was he was seemed like the things a very he was a part person. of were amazing. He was friends with some of the greats, as we know. You know, he was uh, respected by people I respect. So. I have some trickle down respect for him. A ton of it, actually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, RIP um, Bob Saget, uh, AKA whatever the fuck his name was on Full House or America's Funniest Home Video Show. You know, that's one of the Wasn't coolest he just things. Dad on Full House? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but, like, America's Funniest Home Video is, like, obviously a precursor to YouTube, right? just fail army sort of shit like that yeah like that yeah, used yeah. to be one of the funniest shows on tv like we had our own version over here in australia australia's funniest home video show and yeah, it was classic. the best it was almost for us remember in like um mid mid high school ish youtube still wasn't a thing none of that sort of stuff mm. existed um but if you just had one of your funny videos played on that show you would get 500 bucks and we yeah, were like, man. fuck yeah, this could be a career for us if every week we just like stage a funny, stupid video <laughs> yeah, and try we, and send it in. We tried that, didn't we? Yeah. We tried to stage some shit when we first got into media studies and shit. Yeah. yeah. We tried <laughs> to it never really stage worked. some funniest home videos. Yeah. And we had Classic. some good footage from our skating days of like epic stacks and stuff, you know? Oh, for I sure. I had like, I had this, um, this little uh, media player thing. It was called an MC3 player. And it was like, a, I remember that. Remember that? It was like a one megabyte, mm. uh, one megapixel camera in it. They could do video, photos, great quality, obviously, at one megapixel. And, um, <laughs> and it could also play music and shit. So it was like, you know, having like a little iPod sort of thing. They could also do this bullshit. It was made by Kodak, which is like a company that I don't even know yeah, exists okay. anymore, right? And um, they definitely exist. We use some of their films for industrial radiography. But yeah, anyway. Oh, they, they would exist in that context, but I don't think they're making cameras anymore. I don't think they're really... Mm, probably not. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just the film side of it. Anyway. They do make film. Though. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm not up to date with my sort of photography brands anyway, but I remember taking oh, some footage on, of, fucking, of a friend of ours eating shit on a half pipe, and it was like our version of going viral. Like everybody at school wanted to see that footage of fucking... And we True. would play it. Remember, like sometimes we would yeah, um, we would yeah. go into the media lab at lunch and like show clips, and like people would come around. Oh, I got to see that. Got to see that. It was like uh, it was like the, <laughs> the precursor to going viral, man. It was just our yeah, friend dude. Ben eating shit on a half pipe, and he hated the fact that we were showing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, of course it was. That's actually really cool to think about it, man. That was our little sort of version of YouTube and shit pre-internet. Yeah, man. I mean, I think dial-up and shit probably existed then, but we weren't 
it did, it but there was really no social media, there was no streaming, there was no, like everything was hard to do, you know. Yeah. So yeah. the internet existed, but it sucked. You know, MySpace yeah. wasn't even a thing. You know, this was well, at least it wasn't at our school. Like we got to face it, like the internet might have existed and been more sophisticated elsewhere in the world, but here in the most isolated city on the planet, in Perth, mm. we were a couple it of years was... behind already. Yeah. You know, like we. We was, you know, two, like, what, 56K modems? Like, we were fucking yeah. way behind. But, I think yeah. that was around the time people were using, like, ICQ and stuff. Do you remember that sort of... Yeah, I remember using that chatting. chat. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was even pre-MSN? Uh, yeah, it was, it was before MSN chat, for sure. Because yeah. I remember yeah. MSN chat kind of took over and I was already kind of embedded in ICQ and... Was just yeah. trying to find random like Brazilian girls to talk to and shit like that. You know, who knows? Yeah, it would have been all fake. You'd just be like ASL, ASL, age, <laughs> sex, location. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was fun times <laughs> back then. Anyway, um, fucking, like I said, before last some time you were on, I said that we we're going to talk about the Matrix. I briefly mentioned it in the last one. I want to, oh, I want right. to, I want to talk to you about this, man, because you know we both saw the the original Matrix movie together. When it first yep. came out, um, good times. I've been a fan forever, or what, a, and and all that sort of shit. We haven't really got into a good fucking deep dive with this, but there's there's some areas of it I want to talk to you about that kind of relates to this podcast a bit. So anyway, okay. the Matrix Resurrections, good or bad? What did you think? Just let's just start there. Uh, as a generalization, I mean, I think it was very entertaining, and if you're looking, you want to go see a movie to be entertained. You will be entertained and you will enjoy it. In terms of it actually technically being a good film, probably not. But I mean, for fan service, if you are a fan of the whole trilogy, I would say, yeah, it probably is a bit satisfying. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a mixed bag for me. So I mean, I did, is, I is did it, enjoy is it. it. Is I, it satisfying? I, so this is the thing, like, um, I don't really know where to, where to get into this. Uh, like, I haven't really gathered my thoughts too much, but di are we left at the end of this new movie in the same place that we were left at the end of the first movie? Meaning, like... Essentially, yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking that and, and if that's going to be a case, whole another cash grab, another exactly. second trilogy. So, you know? so if, it, if that's the case, I, are you invested anymore? Do you care about the next Matrix film? I wouldn't say I'm invested, but I would go and see the next ones. You know, of course, I'm going to check them out and I probably will enjoy them. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go check them out. But um, I don't know if I'm super, it didn't leave me on a cliffhanger. So I'm not super intrigued as to how it's going to pan mm. out in the future because it kind of set, felt like they hit a reset button. And now we're just doing a new version of kind of the same story. Yeah, um, it much. didn't really evolve or or anything like that. I mean, it, I guess it kind of did, but it kind I, of I did. And I think in a way, it was. I mean, uh, it's hard to say because the reviews of it have been pretty poor. But I, in my own personal thoughts, I think it was kind of smart to make the this the story of this one very similar to the original story of the first Matrix because that was kind of what drew everyone into it. And yeah, it could take a different turn now with you know the the second and third for for this new trilogy and that would be very interesting but i think it was kind of smart for them to bring it all back to the original movie with this one and had similar yeah there's a lot that i know? thought was intelligent writing about it but like in a weird way in a like a kind of i don't want to say cash grabby way but it was definitely a self-aware movie and it's definitely aware yeah, of its yeah, impact yeah. aware of its franchise aware of its intellectual property and it was kind of almost abusing that like like um one of one of the reviews that i mm. sent you like a great line from it is like you can't you can't have your cake and eat it whilst also mocking the idea of cake and yeah like yeah. I, I i did i did like the idea like the aspect of the movie i was um very very meta i hate using that fucking word but it was very self-aware it was very like tongue-in-cheek 
making fun of mm. Warner Brothers, making fun of the idea of forced sequels and, and intellectual property or whatever. But yeah, also it's kind of genius with the game. Yeah, but I don't even know it. Like I, I was under the impression that she was kind of forced to do this because they were going to do it anyway or whatever. But I've heard from fucking like that there's been rumors that the other parts of this new trilogy have been scrapped because of how big it flopped at the box office, right? Completely yeah. untrue. Completely untrue. And the statement from the executives at Warner Brothers was basically like, you know, if Lana Wachowski ever wants to make a movie, of course we're going to be behind her and do it. Which kind of made me think yeah. that, that, that she wanted to do this, uh, this remake. I think she did, man. I don't think she was forced into it because... I mean, she's obviously put some creative expression into it. And yeah, some of it seems like a little bit of a cop out, but I think it was intentional in the way that she wanted this movie to be perceived, like by throwing it back to the old ones and yeah. using a lot of cut scenes from the original movies. Okay, so so on that, on that point, and it is a good point because um, if you are going to make a successful Matrix movie, try and capture what made the original so successful. I understand that yeah, idea, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, what do you think they completely missed in capturing the essence of that original movie? Good fight scenes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! They they missed that. They they, they, yes, they missed, they they missed the, the the kung fu. Um, they completely I mean, missed that. watching Keanu trying to do similar half-ass shit now, it came across more like a John Wick sort of style thing as opposed to like proper good Matrix fighting scenes, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, understand. it's fun to see Keanu old and how he's grown and stuff, but it's yeah, it doesn't have the same kapow as the originals did, you know? Fucking oath, I understand. And to me, one of the mm. big things that was missing in this new one was the music. Like the True. great soundtrack yeah. that made the original so fucking epic. Like that was one of the highest selling soundtracks of all time um, for the Matrix when it when it mm. when it dropped. We're talking Club fucking, to Death. That was a classic. Club to Death. Uh, Rob Dugan. Uh, fucking yeah. um, Deftones are on that. Uh, Rob Zombie. Uh, fucking who? <sighs> Rage Against the Machine. Right. We had some epic, epic There were shit. some cool songs in this one, wasn't there? I mean, I only saw it once in the movies on like opening day or a few days after. They ended the movie in the same way as the first one and then they did the same song, that wake-up song, that Rage Against the Machine song, right uh, at the end. That was the only yeah, song that really came in. it was a in. shitty cover of it as well. It was a shitty cover of it. It wasn't the yeah, original. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that was a crap cover. I'll and now it's with a chick it. singing, just like the director. You know, it's fucking... It's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to say that it's a thing against transgender people, but isn't it interesting that Lana Wachowski made a worse movie when she became a female. <laughs> That's the second sexist comment now on this pod. <laughs> you started it. You started it. I, 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 you know, whatever. Uh, no, that's funny. It's that's just funny. pointing it out. Like, it's just, it's just interesting, isn't it? It's just interesting that it, it's a way worse movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know. And the song at the end is worse as well, but fucking whatever. Like, if anybody's going to tell a story about feeling like you're, um, you don't belong in the world that you, you happen to inhabit, yes, mm. absolutely, she's qualified to tell that story. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say But, so. um, you know, a lot of people just might not relate to it as, as much as she'd hope, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And it will always be a good story, I think. Um, the opportunities with the story of The Matrix are kind of endless, really. And yeah, I just hope that, you know, the, the two following this new one aren't going to be remakes of the old two now as well. Like, hopefully they take it in a different direction and make it a bit more intriguing instead of just all yeah. this random fucking I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to, to pick the brains people. of someone that... um doesn't have like deep connections with this this trilogy or whatever and it kind of kind of gets me thinking about um like the, the role of nostalgia is huge in life right like yeah. basically everything we do is kind of trying to uh, recapture the best moments of our past or make them better or we're shaped by things obviously we're all shaped by our experiences etc cetera, etc cetera. nostalgia is absolutely like buried in there somewhere right yeah and so i started thinking like uh, were we just lucky that it wasn't ruined earlier? 
you know? So, what, like, um, almost like, like the, the franchises that I, ca I cared about, like, I was never a comic book person, so I never really gave a fuck about the Marvel Universe or anything that's going on in these comic book movies and the superhero shit. Never really cared, but I see it evolve in real time, real quick, and a lot happens, and the stories change. You're seeing it happen right now with Star Wars and shit, right? The story's changing, it's still evolving, so it's not just remakes of the old, it's absolutely yeah. taking, taking, it, taking it further. And I was trying to think of any fucking, like, things that, that I cared about and probably we cared about growing up together in the 90s in, in, in Perth. Um, is there anything that hasn't been ruined? Mm. Any, any, like, any, like, <laughs> any IP that, like, hasn't been, like, we loved the shit, well, I, I, I at least loved the shit out of The Simpsons. It's yeah. kind of got ruined, right? Yeah. Just because of the, the, the pace in which it comes out, it's inevitably going to fall off the, the, the tracks at some point, right? Well, the whole perception of it being ruined is kind of subjective as well. I mean, because they're trying, these, these long-standing IPs, are, for a lot of younger audiences, this is kind of like the fresh version of it, you know? And I mean, w with things like Star Wars, a lot of the, the newer stuff is is pretty amazing it's completely different to like the older sort of original movies but it's attracting like a newer audience and they're telling different stories and people are, are, are buying it they're loving it you know so i wouldn't say it's ruined but for someone like us who's more set in like the old ways of the original stuff we would perceive it as being ruined but that's, i don't think that's necessarily the case oh, it's 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 a, it's a hard one because I think we can objectively say hard. that The Simpsons is worse now than it used to be. I don't think that. I yeah. don't think that. I don't think that anybody would That's argue kind of against that. And <laughs> no. but, but there's there's a bunch of them. Like um, th but there's two different kinds of things. Obviously, if you've got something like uh, a movie, they it's only an hour and a half, two hours worth of material, and they come out years apart, right? So yeah. you you don't have that quick turnover for things to go wrong in, you know, because they're, they're yeah, bigger right. projects. There's a lot more thought that goes into them. It's very careful, all that sort of stuff, but everything's kind of been ruined. Like we had Dumb and Dumber. There's a great movie. They ruined it with the second one. It's, it was trash, right? Mm. Um, I hear that they might try and do a Ace Ventura again. Fuck who knows that might just be Jesus. fucking garbage. Right. But there was also things Ooh, that like had so much that. like pace behind them that you don't care about what happens in the future with them because they were, so quick and there were so many episodes already that you kind of didn't care about like like i liked dragon ball z a hell of a lot as a kid but by the time i learned of dragon ball z there was already like 15 fucking seasons of it and this story that just like fuck it yeah. I, I care about the first couple of seasons the first couple of sagas and then i'm fucking out because it's just a wild world out there so i don't care what happens to it anymore because it was already overwhelming back then you know yeah yeah and just like you know pokemon was kind of the same you know you got into that in the 90s you knew the first fucking 150 pokemon is like cool this is it I kind of in enjoy this yeah but it never stopped it never stopped adding shit it never stopped fucking growing and changing and being weird and now i don't fucking know and they can do what the fuck they want with that franchise don't give a shit anymore i'm not gonna i don't I'm not gonna try and pretend to protect it or it be invested at all because well, it was overwhelming from the start you know but um things like the Simpsons i think that that, well, certain it, certain ips like that as well are like you're supposed to grow out of them i mean they're designed for children it's not like you know if they're not really intended to get into as a child and you know be a fan until your late adult years i mean they're still always going to be designed for kids bullshit so. they're japanese those people are childish until the day they die <laughs> fully grown adults buy hello kitty shit in japan i don't know if you've uh noticed yeah yeah uh, there, there's, uh, there's, there's something weird about japanese people they're into the childish shit they're just they're out there it's what it is but i have a mad new respect for japanese culture though after learning a lot about the samurai though that was some cool shit but anyway that's a story yeah. for another time yeah well it's not samurai's um you know haunting fucking tokyo these days mm. no, they're, they're, that's true. let's face they're it haunting, uh, tom Chinatown cruise was the last one and they're all gone 
But, but I, I was thinking about it. Like I was trying to think of just like one fucking cool franchise that hasn't been corrupted, hasn't been fucked up. Um, there was a couple like Seinfeld never got fucked up, right? As big of a demand yeah. as there is for Seinfeld, he's never come back and done another season. He's never done a Seinfeld movie or any of that sort of shit. It's just, it's done over, right? Larry David did it the best way by sort of doing the Seinfeld reunion in, in a whole curb. different yeah. show in Curb. And yeah, yeah. that was genius. That was but genius. that's kind of the only way you can perfectly pull off like a, a callback fucking reunion yeah. show. You know? And let's face it, didn't even need to do that. As tasteful no. as it was the way he did it, it never needed to be done. And people kind of agree on that. And, and that was kind of the whole point of that episode yeah. was that this doesn't need to happen. Right? Yeah. 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 And I was thinking of another one. Fucking Beavers and Butthead hasn't been fully fucking corrupted yet, has it? It's coming. It's on its way. I've heard shit, man, about remakes and uh, oh, not, yeah. not remakes, but I, re uh, As reboots. far as I know, uh, Mike Judge is making a new fucking season of Beavers and Butthead. They're yeah. coming back. And he said a, a new season and a couple of movies. And we might be getting a Beavers yes. and Butthead movie next or this year, maybe. And I think as long as it's Mike Judge, it mm. won't be corrupted because he's not one to get all politically correct and change the mythology, uh, yeah, whatever the fuck methodology of his, yeah. of his show, you know, methodology. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for. So, yeah, he's he's the man, and so I'm looking forward to see uh, how tasteful they are with this going forward because I fucking love mm. Beavis and Butthead. We grew up Hell watching yeah, that man. shit. That was, that, that was like us, yeah. just like stupid kids doing fucking nothing the episodes are about nothing just, to, just for fun just being just in the wrong place at the wrong yeah. time and just dealing with it as an observant teen that just thinks everything's lame it's fucking sick yeah. it's exactly yeah. our childhood right <laughs> but you know i guess uh, like yeah beavis and butthead hasn't you know it's been off the air for a long time so it hasn't had a chance to corrupt itself yeah. south park is still on the air and i don't think it's fucked itself up yet South Park is fucking killing it, man. And Trey Park yeah. and Matt Stone, they're geniuses. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they're unforgiving in their comedic style and and just what they want to put forth, man. They're you know, they're national treasures, international treasures. Oh fuck yeah, man. And they should be cherished. Yeah, they're they're the best. And so hopefully Mike mm. Judge can and Mike Judge isn't as funny as those guys. He's no like No I like Mike Judge, Mike, but he's not as funny. No, no I, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in sh sheer just fucking tempo of jokes, you know. Beavis and Butthead was never fast-paced, fucking just one line of smash, smash. This is funny. This is funny. It yeah, was always yeah. just sort of like you had to be in the right headspace and just go, yeah, that's funny because I enjoyed how stupid it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a different sort of thing. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, anyway, mm. fucking, so we'll see what the hell happens to these new things over the next fucking however many months are left of this year. 12, yeah, 11 and a half of them or something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you've got some plans for the new year. Like, um, I want to have you on the podcast a little bit more. Do you have any suggestions for this podcast for the new year? What would you like to hear more and see more of? Well, mainly just here. Um... That's a good question, man. Um, I don't know, maybe alternating views on certain reviews. Like I would like to, you know, if you've got a certain view on a certain album, it'd be nice to sort of have someone trying to contradict what you're saying, like asking other people's views of certain things, I multiple opinions of music. All right. So how, how about this? How about this? Uh, I'll propose this to you. Um, and obviously you might not have the time to do it every week because I do the music reviews kind of every week. Um, yeah. I will tell you what albums I'm listening to and we'll chat about them. And yeah, so like, like we'll have like a, like a segment where instead of just me doing a music album review or whatever, I'll have you on for it and we'll, we'll, I'll tell I'm you happy my to views. Do it, man. I'll, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Maybe not like everything that you listen to in your review but yeah, yeah if you've got someone in particular yeah I'll, yeah fuck yeah like all right we'll do that we'll do that going forward man but yeah opinion. cool it was good to catch up with you and um yeah hell yeah man happy new year to you i know it's a bit too late to say that but we've already covered that controversy 
and uh, hopefully COVID goes well for you and and everything. We'll send you. Send Thanks, you, bro. I think I'm on. I think I'm getting better already. You know, yeah, I'm doing this, and you I, sound I can fine, it, man. So. You're just fucking faking uh, it, man. Jesus, I just want the Get extra time it. off work. <laughs> right, cheers, man. I'll chat to you soon. All right, brother. Peace out. Alrighty, yeah, we're back. We're back. All right, so shout out to Curtis. Thanks for coming on. We will do all those um, those uh, suggestions for the podcast and stuff in the future. Because if I do these music reviews, guys, it you know, they're always just going to be my stupid opinion. Uh, so it'll be cool to get someone else to chime in if we've all listened to the same stuff. You know, Curtis has a little bit of a different taste in music to me, but we agree on a lot. But the devil's in the detail, uh, which would be fun. Which would be fun. But um, for this week. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on a couple of albums that came out. Uh, one of them being something that just dropped uh, a few days ago, I guess. Dropped on like the seventh or something like that of um, of Jan. Uh, <coughs> a gentleman that goes by the name of The Weekend. Um, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced The Weekend, but he spelt it wrong. Uh, and he's got a new album out called Dawn FM. And uh, that's fine. That's cool. It's like the start of the album kind of makes it out like it's a it's a radio station called Dawn FM, you know, because you've been in the darkness too long. So it's time to come into the light, right? That's the whole idea of Dawn. Ooh, fucking deep and shit, right? Um, yeah, the album's f- fine, I guess. Like, it's it's cool. It's got that, like, real... Um, like 80s disco-y funky sort of vibe to it and I'm you know not using that correctly but if you listen to the album you kind of know what I mean it feels like it's a blast from the past but there's something about fucking the um this dude's voice the weekend's voice that um I don't know it just makes you go ugh it just it's 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 not for me folks so this would be one of those perfect examples that I should get someone that's a fan of the weekend um to defend this album you know it seemed fine like I I enjoyed some of the songs but you know it's just got those cringe elements just ugh I don't know I'm, I make a shitload of cringy music myself but um you know I'm allowed to make fun of it as well I'll recognize when it's cringy and fucking lame and stupid and you know I'm not saying this album's completely all like that I'm just saying there's elements in there all right guys so yeah check it out Dawn FM if you like the weekend um You'll probably dig this album because it sounds like all of his other songs, except it doesn't have like any real great massive singles that are going to take the world by storm. So it's like the, I don't know, just a rehash of the lesser known weekend songs, I guess, in this album. Something like that. There's a fucking a couple of collabs in there and shit like that, you know, because it's not a pop album these days unless you do a fucking featuring whoever else sort of dude doing a hack verse over something, you know. It's like, it'd be wicked to make a career in music just as being a guy that never releases your own albums but just appears on everybody else's, you know? Because it seems like there's people out there, like, I've never fucking listened to a Little Nas X album. Never. Don't really know anything about it. But I've heard him a million times on everybody else's albums. Um, so he could have had a career just from that. He didn't even need to release his own shit. You know, why the fuck would you? Anyway. There was an actual exciting album that came out this year, guys. Uh, and I got to say this year, but I really mean this week because the year is only about a week old. Um, uh, Pogo. You know how much I fucking love Pogo. Uh, this dude, um, Nick, uh, he bought out a new album. It's called Cosmolux. Cosmolux? Cosmo, L-U-X-E. Uh, Cosmolux. And um, yeah, it's a Pogo album. It's fucking sick. So it's going to be on my rotation because I listen to Pogo all the fucking time. Pogo's one of those great artists that you can just press shuffle play on and it's all going to be great. Like in the background sort of um, vibey sort of music, right? It's not the sort of shit that you crank in your fucking car and rock out to or anything like that. It's stuff that you just put in the background and you just enjoy it. Um, and this album kind of started off a little bit different to from what I've heard in the past from Pogo, which is everything. Uh, and it started off like a little bit funky, like there was it was going somewhere else. But then by the end of the album, you're like you're right back at home with Pogo's style. Pogo has a fucking vibe to it. He's got his his bag of tricks. He's really good at him. That bag of tricks is evolving slightly, um, but it's still. Pogo. You can just fucking tell 
as soon as the song starts, like, holy shit, this is a pogo song. He's got his little sounds, um, and it's a great album. One of the best things about um, pogo guys, like, I mean, if you know nothing about pogo, uh, what this guy does is he, he obviously takes samples from TV shows, movies, stuff like that, and um, makes songs out of them. And, you know, adds all his own embellishments and all that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of the time, you don't really know what the fuck movie was that he sampled. And so that's one of the fun games to play with Pogo is just chuck it on and just see if your friends can guess like, oh, holy shit, that's from Stranger Things. Or holy shit, that's a sample from fucking Harry Potter or Mrs. Doubtfire or fucking whatever. Because it, is, it isn't immediately obvious. I mean, even the um, track titles kind of hint at it, but you're not really sure until you listen. And, you know, the way I listen to it, I'm not looking at the fucking track titles for every track. I'm putting the album on start to finish. That's it. And if a song really piques my interest, I'll, you know, tap my phone and see what that song's actually called. But it doesn't really make a difference except for future reference, right? But, um, yeah, so in celebration of um, Pogo's new album, I am wearing my only piece of Pogo merch, which is a hoodie. And uh, if I had any criticism of Pogo, I'd say, get fucking better merch, man. Like, th uh, I can't really wear this thing out in public because I bought a medium and apparently I'm a large because this is a bit too fucking small for me. So I'm going to have to gift it to the wife, I guess, to wear around the house. Um, but, yeah, this fucking, I don't know. It's a nice-ish jumper. It just feels cheap. feels really cheap. And if you're paying 50, 60 bucks for a piece of merch, uh, you, um, I'd expect a little higher quality. I don't know. It's just It just feels cheap and shit. doesn't really fit right or whatever. But fucking, you know, that's not me complaining about anything else to do with Pogo except for whoever he's got to make his merch for him um, kind of does a shit job of it. But, you know, whatever. It also, like, Pogo lives here in Perth with me. Like, he's almost fucking a stone's throw away and it still took two fucking months to get this jumper this hoodie give me a break it's getting a bit too hot to wear it anyway so i'm gonna take it off but that's it guys check out cosmolux <laughs> um by pogo it's a pretty fucking cool album and uh check out dawn fm by the the weekend weekend but spell it right man i'm sick of this shit where people just use words that we already know and just you know skip out a letter and it's like, oh, yeah, that's good enough. It just looks like some shithouse fucking vanity number plate, you know? Someone already took Weekend, so let's just fucking do our own version of it. Whatever. You know what I mean, guys. You know what I mean. Anyway, I am going to leave you with some music at the end of this episode. And the reason why I wanted to show you guys this song, I've shown it to it before. It's one of the ones that came out of a jam Liam and I worked on all those years ago. I do like to rehash this, guys, because I want to reintroduce that fucking invite into this podcast. Back in the day, when, when I first started um, chatting to you guys on this pod a year and a bit ago, um, I was always encouraging for people to send in their own stuff, or if you, if you want to contribute to any of this music that I show you, please do. And this is a song that I, I think has got, like, it's got sketches all the way through it, so it's not a polished song at all. Structurally, it might need to change, but vibes and parts are pretty awesome, and they are screaming out for someone to sing some shit over the top or chuck a solo in or do some embellishment to it. It's very bare bonesy, and so I want I want you guys to sort of have a think. Like, do you, do you know anybody that that would like to sing over a track or, or whatever? And if you like it, um, hit me up. You know how to contact me, guys. You can email me Scott at thejamroom.com.au. Twitter, Instagram, fucking at Jam Room Podcast. I think I'm on Getter now as well, which is lame, but everybody else kind of migrated there, so I thought I'd secure the Jam Room Podcast account, and I did. So I guess it's at Jam Room Podcast over there as well. Um, and and if you do hit me up and you, and you like these tracks, I'll fucking just send you the MP3s. I'll send you whatever you need. Um, you know, embellish it. Do your little singing over it. Chuck a verse over it. Fucking... See if Lil Nas X is available or whatever. And uh, we can do a little bit of a collab here on the podcast. That would be fun, wouldn't it, guys? I think it'd be fun. Just us sort of, you know, never met each other. Who knows what's going to happen and just fucking uh, make some music. That's the beauty of the internet here, guys, where all dead people live. Um, so, yeah, this is just something, I think we called it Alliance Awake. And I think that's 
uh, because some parts of it sounded like team sleep to us. So we did a pun on that. Uh, but whatever. It's just a stupid little track, guys. And um, hope you enjoyed this episode. It's going to get better in the future, guys. We've got lots more planned. Um, it is summer holidays, so everyone's a little lethargic over here. But uh, I'm going to pull some energy. I'm sure of it. I can feel a wave coming. Anyway, have yourselves a fantastic week, everybody. This is the Jam Room Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This would be fucking nothing without you. Reach out, get in touch, collab, send in your music. If, if you've got shit to promote, let me know, guys. Uh, that's what I'm here to do. And that's what I love. So enjoy yourselves. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Mm-hmm.